Welcome back to the Life in the Desert podcast. This is Kelly, your host. Arizona has many delicious restaurants that all offer unique foods that quickly become our favorites, and they definitely stand out from others. Episode number 16 features the vice president of a Tucson company that has become extremely popular with locals and visitors alike. Enjoy listening to the conversation I had with Randy Collier of Beyond Bread. Thank you so much for joining me on this Saturday morning and for taking the time for us to learn all about Beyond Bread. Yes, no problem. I'm happy to be here. So I know that I feel that um, your restaurant is really a Tucson staple and people, you know, if they're visiting, they make sure that they stop at Beyond Bread before they leave town. And it just really has such great food. So how did the restaurant come to be? Well, in 1997, we moved to Tucson and well, let me start here. We quit our jobs in Madison, Wisconsin, and we moved to Tucson and we had a baby and we opened the business and we were really aiming for a small little bakery that we thought would sell really great bread. And then maybe we'd sell some sandwiches during the lunch period just to stay busy. And um, so things really took off quickly and we started with 10 employees and, you know, we had dozens by the end of the year. So um, it just, we were very lucky. We hit it right. And Tucson has treated us so nicely and so wonderfully that it's all worked out for everybody. That's amazing. So how did you and your husband choose Tucson to move from Wisconsin? Well, he's from Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin area. And um, we were living in Madison and we loved Madison, but it is really cold there. And we (laughs) kept coming to Tucson because my in-laws moved here in 1991. And we would ask ourselves, why do we live in such a cold climate? Why would we wait to retire and then move somewhere warm? Why not just live there now? So um, that was our impetus for moving here. And, you know, I was pregnant, so it seemed like a great idea to have grandparents around. So, and we really liked Tucson. We liked the size of the city. And when we knew we wanted to open um, a bakery, we did look at about 10 other cities. And Tucson, for many reasons, was our choice. That's incredible. And do either of you or had your husband or yourself had a baking background? No, I have a bachelor's in English literature and um, went on and got my master's in educational psychology. And he has a bachelor's in psychology. So no. And um, he, when we graduated college, I went on and got my master's and he he was just kind of dabbling in different businesses. He didn't really know what he wanted to do. He was just, so he started to start working for a restaurant um, just to pay the rent. And he really liked it. And um, it was in Madison and um, they served, they were like, they did, they were like a deli, but then they also did the food at the civic center. So he did a lot of catering. So he got a lot of experience in one place and then he decided he wanted to bake bread. So he got an apprenticeship with a bread baker in Madison and um, spent a lot of time, like a year and a half learning the craft. And um, once he felt comfortable, we took off. We had signed a a non-compete clause, so we knew we had to leave Madison. Um, And so then he just gave it a whirl in Tucson and started making sourdough and starter and then making bread and practicing. And um, that's how it got started. I absolutely love that story. I mean, 
that is great. And what an amazing opportunity that he had that apprenticeship. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it was hard because at first he didn't want to just say, like, I'm here to steal your all your knowledge but um they worked out a deal so you know he taught him everything and it was great for the the owner because he got to go on vacation and take breaks and um and shelby really learned a lot by baking and he would go to he would work at i think like 11 p.m to 11 a.m like five or six days a week so it was yeah it was it was a tough time but we were young and you know it seemed like the right time to put in your those hours i guess if you have to ever have to do it Yes. And then, I mean, how exciting when you know, like you have a goal or a dream, you know, to have your own restaurant and it's all going to be worth it and pay off. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll say that that's sort of what we thought, but we also were nervous because nine out of 10 restaurants fail. So it it was like a cautious decision to actually try. But, you know, we were like 29 and I said, well, let's try it. I mean, if it doesn't work out, we'll do something else. And so it was a good time to just go for it. And Honestly, we I don't we never dreamt it would become what it is, but we're thrilled with it. And I mean, sometimes, sometimes we're <laughs> not so thrilled with it because it's, you know, it's like having a, about ten children or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, that is amazing, and I'm so excited for you guys that you are a success story from you know having this dream and it became a reality mm-hmm. and. All of us get to enjoy it when we come visit your restaurant. So well, thank good. you. You're welcome. <laughs> so um, let's provide like a little overview of your amazing menu options that you guys have. Okay. So um, our biggest seller is our sandwiches. We sell a lot of sandwiches. And, um, you know, part of what makes us unique is that we pretty much make everything from scratch. So when you have a salad with salad dressing, we made that salad dressing. We didn't buy it in a big jug like a lot of restaurants do. Um, and our soups are made from stock, from bones. So we we really try and go the extra mile so that everything is extremely fresh and very, you know, real food, not processed food. Um, so, so anyway, so we sell a lot of sandwiches and we try and have a lot of ingredients and we buy the best meats. Like our chicken has never been frozen. I mean, nothing is. It's all very fresh. Um, and so we do a lot of... Um, different kinds of bread each day. I think we have about 20 varieties of bread and then you can switch the bread on your sandwich so you can have all different kinds of bread and try different um, combinations. And, and then we have a lot of vegetables and cheeses and meats and all kinds of ingredients that you can stack on a sandwich. And we have mostly, you know, we have a bunch of, of sandwich sandwiches and you can choose your own, but you can also change it if you need to or want to. Um, And then we have, like I said, our soups and we have a lot of salads. We have, I don't know, 10 salads or so. And then we offer a variety of breakfast pastries. Um, You know, we have scones and muffins and we have like quiche and um, turnovers and popovers, all kinds of pastries. And then um, we also offer desserts. So we, we don't have a lot of big cakes, but we have a couple cakes. We have a chocolate torte that's amazing. And then we offer um, some smaller um, tarts. We have a key lime tart and we have a hazelnut tart. And then we have um, lots of cookies and brownies um, and different bars. Our magic bars are very popular. So um, yeah, so we have I think that's pretty much it. And we have a full coffee bar. So we have espresso drinks and we have coffee 
and iced tea and um, some natural juices and so on. Well, I I mean, it's amazing how you guys, um, I feel like just everything you have on your menu is so good. And I know the tomato basil soup is my favorite soup, you guys. Have. <laughs> yeah, that's really popular. It's really good. It is, it is. I mean, you guys really nailed that recipe is all I have to say. Yeah. It's just such a great consistency. Uh-huh. And in that bread bowl, oh my gosh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Good. And then another like thing I love about your menu is all of the names of your sandwiches uh-huh. are so great. So how did that come to be? Well, that's a, a very popular question and um, it's kind of fun. So when we decided that we wanted to open, I told you we weren't really planning on offering that many sandwiches, but we had traveled around and collected menus because you couldn't really go to delis and restaurants and just, you couldn't really go online and see that. You had to you had to be at a restaurant to get their menu. So we collected a bunch of menus and we kind of, we looked at some of our favorites and we came up with the sandwiches and then we decided to name them and we named them mostly after family and friends. But there are, there are a few, like, I remember we don't even have the sandwich on the menu anymore, but like Henry's ham, we just, it was a really simple sandwich and we were like, who would eat a really simple sandwich, Henry? And I, you know, like that's kind of how, or like we just wanted to have a variety of names and we didn't want to have names that sounded too much like each other because that gets confusing when you're ordering. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of how it started. And we've taken a number of sandwiches off the menu over the last 21 years. So um, some people have lost their sandwich, but most people, <laughs> most of them are still on there. Oh, that is awesome. I know the Molly's Crisis is a favorite of mine, but you really can't go wrong with any, you know, sandwich that you uh-huh. order. They're all just so good in that bread. is doesn't even compare to anything else out there. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so um, with that, what is a typical day at Beyond Bread like? Well, it's almost a 24-hour operation. We start, they, they, our bread bakers come in like at 11 o'clock at night or so. I think sometimes earlier, sometimes a little later, depending if it's a holiday or a busy Saturday or something. And they start baking the bread. We have these giant ovens that we bought that are from Europe and they're steam injected, which is what makes the crust really nice and crispy. And um, they come in and they bake the bread. And then when the bread is done, they there's, well, there are people that come in simultaneously that start mixing the dough for the next day. And then the bread bakers, when they're done baking, then they shape the loaves for the next day. And it sits overnight, all night, all day and night and ferments. And then it's ready to be baked again, you know, the next middle of the night. Um, So that's happening, you know, starting at, say, 11. And then um, probably around 3 or 4 a.m., we have our pastry people that come in at all three stores and they start baking the scones and the muffins and the cookies, and they, you know, that they start filling the pastry case with all the pastries, and then um, we open at usually six thirty or seven, depending on the day. Um, and our staff come in because they have to start preparing for everything, you know, getting the drawers ready for the cashiers and, um, you know, slicing the tomatoes and slicing the turkey. And we have a whole department of people that slice like turkey and, um, and, and our roast beef and ham and all the other ingredients that we have, they're preparing up there called the prep department. Um, and so all of that gets done in the morning. And then when we open, obviously, you know, we start the coffee's brewed and everything is ready to go. And, um, we also have a pie shop. I don't know if you want me to mention this or not. It's at the back of our Speedway store. It's called the back dough. 
and we offer pies. We have a variety, a large variety of small pies. Um, they're like, you know, two or th- two people can eat them or maybe three. Um, and so that's another thing that goes on there. They're also baking pie shells and filling them and um, selling pie out of that shop. That is, I love the name. Uh-huh. I think that is so great. And I love that it's like a smaller size pie. I mean, that's really nice. So sometimes, you know, like a full size pie, you know, can be a little much. Right. So I love that this is small. Yeah. I mean, it's nice because you can try a few different varieties if you want. Yes. And what a nice like gift for someone uh-huh. or you have to, you know, take a gift to someone or a hostess gift or something like yeah. that. This is perfect. Yeah. And if you want to have dessert for a crowd, you can get a bunch of different flavors. And most people don't like everything. They want to pick, you know, their favorite or whatever. So they can, you know, have a couple slices, uh, small slices of more than one variety. So then with now that you guys have three locations, has it been a challenge to find enough people that are, you know, experts in all those areas that you need? Or do you guys really teach people once you hire them, like the craftsmanship? We really teach people. Um, I think that if you've baked before, that can help you. But honestly, we're perfectly fine hiring people that we can train. Because sometimes if you come already trained, you think you know what you're doing and our systems might be different. Not that we wouldn't hire somebody who's worked, you know, as a baker before, but we are very comfortable hiring people. Um, But that is our biggest challenge is having enough staff. I mean, you would think like with unemployment that people would want to work and that we would have um, plenty of staff. But that is our number one biggest challenge without question. Yes, it. I think, you know, a lot of industries right now, that is a big struggle for them. Like, you know, we hear Arizona, I feel, you know, can have a high unemployment rate as Uh it is, but then with the pandemic, you know, it's obviously higher. And I know it can, it's a very big challenge for a lot of people right now. Uh It is. And any of the hardships of COVID or do you feel that you guys have been able to, you know, make it and your customers keep coming and things have been okay? Um, I think we've been lucky because we are still in business. We are definitely losing money. It's not an ideal situation by any stretch of the imagination, but um, we are able to stay operating. And I mean, we're doing a good portion of what we used to do, just not as much. And we kind of have always run on low margins. Like, um, you know, we're not making that much money that we can just lose money, you know, that it would be a big chunk of money that we have to lose. I mean, it's been tight. So all along, um, because we're so labor intensive, um, you know, we're not like this big automated factory where machines are doing everything. We have people doing everything. So, which has always been great because we've employed a lot of people. Um, and then the minimum wage went up. So that was a challenge. And now this trying to have enough people, but not so many people because you can't, you know, you can't pay a lot of people to do a small amount of business. Do you know what I'm saying? Like our business has gone down. So it's, it's been, yeah, this has been by far the hardest year. It's brought on millions of new challenges. I mean, the whole supply chain like was just, it was like a smooth, I mean, a fairly smooth running machine. And then when COVID hit, you know, everything stopped and everybody wanted all the to-go packaging and everybody needed paper bags 
And, you know, so all of a sudden, like, and then you couldn't get certain items because they couldn't get to Tucson. So all sorts of really bizarre things happened where we just couldn't, but we were able to stay running and pretty much offer most of our products. So we just did our best and just skated along. And now a lot of that has, has smoothed over. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's still lots of challenges with COVID. Well, I'm so, I'm so proud of you guys. And I think that it's so good for us to hear like the challenges, you know, restaurants are going through firsthand, you know, even like initially, like, I mean, obviously we all like saw the grocery stores, right. When they were like wiped out at the beginning, but yeah, even something as simple as paper bags for to go orders. I mean, you don't always think. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's, I mean, if you go, um, you know, because like Trader Joe's, you couldn't bring and, and say you couldn't bring your bags anymore for a while. So they started ordering more, plus all the restaurants. And, you know, the bigger you are, the more likely they're going to fulfill your order. So being like, uh, even though we're a fairly large restaurant in Tucson, we're still a really small restaurant overall. So that was true. That was a tough one. And so we're not using our bags. Like if you go and you see you order more than one sandwich, you'll see you'll get a plain brown paper bag that is not what we used to use because we can't get our bags. But I am just so happy for you guys that um, I mean, you guys should be so proud of yourselves that you guys have like made it through this. And I really hope that 2021 um, is a you know, a better year for everybody yeah. and things calm down and, you know, things get back. Yes. We all would like that. <laughs> yes. And so since your um, business has been in Tucson for so long, um, you know, do you guys feel like you're you know, pretty involved in the community or, you know, what's a, something like you're really proud of that, um, beyond bread does? Um, yeah, so we, um, we do a lot of donations, gift card donations. We pretty much give to every organization that asks. And so that's something that we're really, I feel very generous with because we want to be able to help everybody out and we don't want to pick and choose. So we just give to everybody. Um, and yes, we are involved. Like we do the Tucson Festival books every year, except during COVID. And we do um, like El Grupo is one of the organizations that we work with and do some of their events. Um, we've been doing a lot of events like over the years, um, you know, all around Tucson where you set up a booth and give samples or we give donate, we give a gift card for auctions. Um, and yeah, and, you know, so there, we try and be involved as much as we can. Sometimes it's not possible just because we don't have the staffing to, you know, produce lots more bread or we don't have the staffing to go out and stand at that booth and serve. So, you know, just like we have some limitations, but we do try and be involved as much as possible. That is wonderful. I think that's just so nice um, that you guys um, give so much. And, you know, I know Tucson and beyond. Well, that's really nice. And I I have to say, like, we are so grateful to the people of Tucson because we wouldn't be where we are without them. I mean, people have been so supportive. We have people that come in every single day. (laughs) And I look at them and I'm like, wow, thank you. You're amazing. That's, that is incredible. And I mean, yeah, I would think the majority of your customers have been long-term customers, you know, I, that are coming back. All the yeah, time. I think so. But we also, I'll meet people that have never heard of it. Yeah. Oh, 
And that's kind of exciting. Yeah, it's amazing. Too. And then you're yeah, yeah, that. it's great. Yeah, and they're not necessarily new to Tucson. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it like shockingly so. But um, yeah, it is. It's it's interesting. I mean, Tucson is a big place, and even though it feels small, there are people that you know are still learning about what's out there. I guess. Yes. Well, I know. Um, if myself or like other people that I went to college with in Tucson, you know, they're visiting Tucson and they post a picture that they're at Beyond Bread. Everyone kind of freaks <laughs> out, you know, on social media about it. Like, oh, I'm so jealous, you know. Um, but I just love that. But, you know, people really enjoy what oh, you Oh, thank you. Offer. Yeah. And so I... Um, I, this next segment, I would love to ask you some random questions so we can just learn a little bit more okay. about you. Sure. Does that sound sure. okay? <laughs> okay. So let's see. What is your favorite menu item on the Beyond Bread menu? Well, that is not an easy question, but I will pick one because that's what you want me to do. Um, I love the white chocolate cranberry scones. Oh, that sounds incredible. I yeah, they're, they're really... Heads. Just to me, like I, I don't off. I pretty much pastries because if I did, I would be very unhealthy because it's hard to know like what day do you eat them and what day do you not. So I just never do. But and and then on special occasions, I will. Oftentimes when we go on vacation, I'll order scones in different places, and I'm always disappointed because I don't like them as well as I like that scone. So I try and treat myself every once in a while. Oh, that's so nice. I love that. All right. What is the strangest thing you have in your refrigerator mm, right now? Strange. We are pretty big food people. So we have a lot of strange things in our refrigerator. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, well, like I have wasabi. Is that strange? I don't know. Oh, no, okay. but that's good. I mean, yeah. not everyone, the, people probably like have it right. at a restaurant and they have it. Yeah, I don't use it a lot, but I like to have it because there are times when I want it. So. So since, um, you know, the restaurant is such a big part of your lives, are you, do you guys? I do. Um, and my kids are both really good cooks. They've both gone off to college and, um, and like actually can cook a nice meal. So that's great. And, and Shelby, my husband can cook, but doesn't very often because he's so busy. Like 90% of the business I don't, I do maybe 10%. Um, it's understandable that I'm cooking dinner and, um, yeah, so, um, I, I definitely, I love to cook and I like to cook all different things. I rarely cook the same recipe twice unless it's really good. Oh, well, that's incredible. You're the rest of us, you know, cook a lot of the same things. A lot, well, my kids so would probably disagree. They'd say, that's not true. You cook the same thing all the time, but I feel like I don't, I don't really, sometimes I'll save a recipe and, and use it again. But, um, a lot of times I just Google and come up with something new and like start and then use a bunch of different recipes and then just wing it. So. Oh, that is really fun. Okay. What is the place that you enjoy visiting in Tucson? Hmm. You mean like a restaurant or a place? It could be either. Hmm. Just like if you could do anything on a Saturday and you're like, oh, I'm going to go Probably Sabino Canyon. I mean, I, I love to be outside. I love that I can exercise outside in Tucson every day of the year almost. And so if I were to go like just have like an afternoon, I would want to go there and hike. I'd actually go almost anywhere and hike, but Sabino Canyon's close. So I would probably choose that. Great it choice. It's, it's so amazing. beautiful. 
And do you have a favorite national park? Um, hmm. I haven't really been to enough, like to give a really solid answer on that. But um, I, we did go to Yosemite and I thought that was amazing. Um, I've been to, you know, I, I want to go to more national parks. So I can't, you know, I, I love to be outside and hike, but I haven't really been to enough to say, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Pretty much everyone I've been to is amazing, but I think Yosemite was really incredible. Yes. I, the hiking there is, it is amazing. So and yes, water, so they have water, <laughs> something we don't yes. have enough of here. <laughs> something. <laughs> yes, exactly. And who is someone that you mm. admire? Um, I, I admire RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I mean, she is probably the most incredible woman that I've ever heard about and known. I mean, I don't know her, but I, I, I just think she's just incredible. Yes, I think we can all agree with you. Amazing. What yes. She accomplished I mean, when life. you think about our lives now, she impacted all of our lives as women in our society. And that's rare. I can't think of very many people that we could say that about. Yes. And I know, I think it's so good that even though she's not here anymore, that we all appreciate what she, the path she made. For right. Us. Right. Like I never really learned about her when I was growing up and I, you know, when she died, it was, it started becoming clear to me how many things she impacted and, and all the incredible things she's done. So she's somebody that I really admire. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you. I See, did. you survived the rapid Whew. fire round. Yeah, I'm <laughs> glad there weren't any more rapid fire questions. It's still early. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I would, um, I will make sure to put the links on my website of um, all three of your Beyond okay. Red locations. And um, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us about Beyond Bread? Um, no, I mean, we, we do offer online ordering and curbside pickup. So there are, you know, we've really tried to be as COVID friendly as possible. Um, and if you walk into our stores, there's very few tables for dining um, inside or out. So, um, but we do have them. So we don't have any indoor dining at our Speedway store, but we have a lot of outdoor dining that's somewhat sheltered. So um, that, and then um, we do have two locations at the, in each terminal of the airport also, but they're pretty slow right now. <laughs> There's not a lot of travel, but in the future, that's um, something the airport has a deal with us. Like we don't actually hire and fire and run it, but they use our food and they use our bread. And, you know, so um, that's another place to get beyond bread, but it's a limited venue. So. Well, that is good to know because yeah, it's nice that the airport in Tucson has a yeah. option, you know, because not every airport, um, you know, has so true. <laughs> So true, but they've gotten better over the years. We used to only have like Pizza Hut and McDonald's, you know, for our choices. Now there's pretty neat choices in every airport. Yes, I'm. I'm happy they've come a long way. Yeah, I me sure too. Like to travel. Not now, but yes, <laughs> in the future. Yes, yes, one day, one day, one day we're right. going to get back to that. <laughs> Well, Randy, I can't thank you enough for your time and sharing um, the fabulous story of Beyond Well, Breakfast. you're welcome. Thank you for talking to me and being interested. Thanks for listening to the 16th episode of the Life in the Desert podcast. I'd love for you to visit any of the three Beyond Bread locations during your next visit to Tucson.
It's not a trip to Tucson for me if I don't make a stop at Beyond Bread. Check out the show notes at lifeinthedesert.net forward slash podcast for links and more info from the episode. Stay tuned for another interview next week.